Nation, 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 we're back at this thing again. Late night hype. We gonna get this thing going one way or another. My brother, I'm another mother, big game, James. Everything else remains the same. Let me know if you're live like 95, James. What's good with you, man? Uh, let me see. Am I live? Mm-hmm. I think I, I saw the notification come across the thing. Did you so, see it? Okay, yeah, I'm about to check right now. Yes, indeed. So uh, we live on multiple platforms, Cowboy Nation. We on Periscope. We on Twitch. We also on Big Game James page. We on Law Nation page. All of the information still be the same, Cowboy Nation. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' new era. and But before we yes. get into this thing, man, uh, heavy hearts this week, man. Heavy hearts. My mind, my soul, my sinew, all of that stuff was rattled, man. Guy that I looked up to, man, uh, played major, major, major uh, basketball on the court. And I always been, I know I get a lot of hate big game, James, for this, but I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> and when you're from Mississippi, you don't have a, a team that you can just lean on. You see what I'm saying? Because right, we don't right, have right. a professional team. So a lot of people would think that, law, man, you're just a bandwagon fan because you like the Cowboys and you love the Lakers. No, that's not the case nor the scenario, you see. I love both teams, and I mm-hmm. never was the guy that wavered or shifted to another team. So when the Lakers were bad, guess mm-hmm. what? Go Lakers, go Lakers. You see what I'm saying? Right. So right. Uh, even through the, the Jordan era, I didn't like that era because you know why mm-hmm. I didn't like it because you know right, how right, it started. Right. You see, right, right. So, so um, uh, with heavy hearts, man. Uh, always been a, a diehard Lakers fan, and, and Kobe was always that that bright light that I kind of looked up to, man, and try to pad my game after it. It just so happened that I didn't make it to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, we had a we had a high school basketball game today. Uh, you know, where I um, announced uh, high school games at my uh, Linda McKinley High School out here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the coach came at me today and was like, uh, "When we got to our twenty-four second shot clock, um, I mean, when we got we do like twenty minutes before the game starts. Mm-hmm. So when he said when it gets down to twenty-four seconds, we'll stop it, and then we gave a moment of silence." Uh, for that 24 seconds, and we let it run all the way down. And then I started announcing the game, you know, just out of respect for Kobe. So I thought that was really good. A lot of the kids wore Kobe shoes today. Mm. Pretty much all of them had Kobe Bryant shoes today. So that was that was really nice. Um, just just like you said, uh, you know, I made a quick video yesterday. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, you know, like when Kobe got drafted in 96, mm. um, the first thing that stood out to me was, you know, you never had seen a guard at that time from high school go pro. Mm. It was all big men. Right. So when I saw him going pro, I was like, wow, he got to be really, really good if he's a guard going to the NBA. I've never Mm -hmm. seen that. And then the first time I saw him play, I was like, oh, yeah, this dude is nice. And I was listening to Jerry West Mm. (laughs) yesterday. He was talking about about when they brought Kobe in for a workout. You remember Michael Cooper, right? Right. Cooper was that dude. Long (laughs) socks, defensive guy. And he said he brought Cooper in. And wanted to work him out, and he said it was embarrassing. He said to tell you the truth, he said Kobe looked like, uh, he said Cooper uh, looked like an old, like a really old man against uh, Kobe. He said Kobe was just wearing him out, out. Yeah. in that in that practice. And then just to see the maturation of his game, and mm-hmm. I mean, come on, we all know it. We saw Jordan, and he's the he's the closest thing that we saw since Jordan. I made, I had a video that I got from Twitter, and it's mm-hmm. oh my god, it's you got to check it out, Law. It has Kobe, it has Jordan, and it has Kobe. Every time you see Jordan shoot, 
you see Kobe shoot like right. the same. I think was, I saw that on, on your page, man. It was fantastic. Dog, it, dog. it was it was fantastic. And you know, um, I, I got you know when Kobe played, I, I I won't lie, I couldn't stand Kobe when he played, mm-hmm. just because I thought he was arrogant. I thought he was right. stuck up. But you know what? He still was a dog. I still respected Arr, him because he was yeah. a he was an assassin. I mean, when he came in there, you knew he was about his business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to see. Uh, you know, when he retired, it, the, I think the saddest thing to me is that I won't be able to get to see the after basketball because I got to really see the real Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. I was judging, I guess, Kobe from the basketball. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got to really see him outside of basketball, no basketball, and you saw, hey, man, this dude is really a cool dude. Like, this right. dude, he's a good guy. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. He's a really nice guy. He's intellectual. He's a family man, which I'm huge on. Right. And I just got, you know, it's just sad that, you know, 41 years old, you have an icon mm-hmm. like that that goes away, passes away like that. It's just it's, it's disheartening. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. I think they're making a, um, a thing right now where they're trying to make a petition to change the, low, the icon from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, it's been Jerry West forever. He's a definite icon, but I'm sure Jerry West wouldn't even get mad if they said, let's go ahead and change this to Kobe. How can he get mad? Because when you see Kobe, Kobe's an icon. He's yeah. one of the few athletes in this world that when you mention Kobe around the world, you know who he is. Right. You don't have to say Bean or Brian or Mamba. You, you already know. You just say Kobe and they already know who that is and what he brought to the table. And watching him grow from, I, I guess, and I'm still, you know, I'm talking about watching him grow and I'm a young guy myself, but watching right. him grow from uh, the 6, 17-year-old kid mm-hmm. and then all the way through the 20 years of playing that mm-hmm. ba- basketball through his pitfalls too it, it yeah, wasn't all yeah. sunshines and rainbows because a lot of people gave me a lot of hate when it was the Kobe oh, versus me too. the Shaq situation and then on top of that with the uh the other allegations that happened at, in Colorado man it had me scared as well I don't know what when I walked across somebody in Colorado I don't even want to talk to a, a certain mm-hmm. person in Colorado because of those type of situations but mm-hmm. when you look at Kobe's collective and then on top of that for for him to ultimately get caught in the way he got caught and then also was saying, hey, and, and Carl Malone was doing it too. You know what I'm saying? And Shaq was mm-hmm. doing it too. So I got so much hate through my eras of living uh, and supporting Kobe. But he went through that. You see, he scathed over that. And he overcame. Mm-hmm. And now we we can look back at the <clears throat> legacy and look at all the bright things that he brought to the table. And, and people fail to realize that the same drive that I got, the same drive that I see that you have, it's from the Mamba mentality, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's straight yeah, up from I, that mentality. I mean, yes. he made you go hard. Like yeah. he 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 went hard in everything he did, especially on the basketball court. He never he never took cut corners. He all and that's what I really respect about him. And then mm-hmm. even what you said, what made me respect him even more is when he did have that situation that went down in Colorado. Mm-hmm. For him to come back and get on right. national TV, national TV with his wife, and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I messed up. I was wrong. I did wrong. You know how hard that is? That is extremely hard, man. That's extremely hard to go on national TV in front of everybody with your wife knowing that you did make a mistake and come out there and say you're wrong. I did wrong. Mm-hmm. But I gave me 10 times more respect for him. I started even liking him even more. And he lost mm-hmm. a lot of endorsements. But guess what? Right. He came back. He came back. He came back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love about him. He came back with a vengeance, just like you said, and 
I mean, I, I just have the utmost respect for him when he did that um, because a lot of people would not do that. And the fact that he did show that, you know what, I'm human. I slipped up. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. I'm going to come out in the front of the whole world and say I was wrong. A lot of people won't do that. A lot of people will lie. Until right. the, to the, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. it. I didn't me. do it. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it until yeah. the, until the last thing. But he came out and said it, and I think mm-hmm. that's what made me really respect him even more. And um, you know, just his beautiful family. You know, I feel bad for his wife, but you know what? Um, I, I just hope and pray for her and the family, and I just hope they continue to have strength uh, because it hit everybody, um, it, not it, just it, it not in the on. NBA, yeah, uh, NFL, college tennis soccer <laughs> it, it affected everybody yeah. because uh kobe touched a lot of people's lives and he just didn't have basketball friends he had friends in all sports of life oh yes indeed man so and it still hit me man sometimes i turn on the tv and i gotta turn away you know hearing the shack mm-hmm. story where when he heard the information and hearing like tracy mcgrady and candace parker and uh even crying uh, crying and 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 trust me i know that this this is what we do like the talking heads of the world, looking mm-hmm. at how humble Stephen A. Smith was. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. through his emotions. And even though I can't stand Stephen A. Smith, I can identify with his struggles. I can identify with his pain and his grief. And also with uh, Shea Sharp. Shea right. Sharp was the was one of the realest. I had to hold back a lot just listening to Shea Sharp uh, uh, going on first take or undisputed, whatever Cowboys mm-hmm. show that they talk on mm-hmm. and, and go through – the emotions of how Kobe Bryant affected them. So it, it, it's, it's an eye opener too. Uh, by me having a daughter, you know, uh, mm-hmm. man, it, it, it just, it just one of those things where it's man, I, I just, I just sit there and like, man, cause everybody like, like a male, when you, when you have your first child, you know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. had that first born, you sitting there like, man, I want, I, I want a boy. I want a junior. You see what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. continue my legacy. Mm-hmm. But by being, when I found out it was a girl, and I sat there and I looked at her. I was like, you know how you get the first test result and you said, okay, a boy or well, first result, whether or not you're going to have a boy or a girl, what have you. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you sitting there like, yeah, here, here comes Junior. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 he, here's Junior. Here's a chip off the block. And then uh, yes. you, you pull it up and then you see a girl. And you're like, ah. But when I tell you that my little Lauren, boy, when she – I was the first person she seen when they when the doctors kind of peel back their eyes, boy, my mm-hmm. heart melt. And I said, man, I wouldn't want no other child but her. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to hear Kobe's story, and not just one, but two, but three, but four girls, man, mm-hmm. I know how it feels. You see what I'm saying? And and I would let, I was I would jump in front of a train for my little daughter. Y'all, I, I feel you, big dog. <laughs> you I, already I feel know. You, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I got two boys and I got three girls. Wow. So I yeah. three three young girls and mm. I definitely feel all that. Like uh, you know, it's precious. Um, mm. you know, when I had my boys, it was I was right. geeked up. I was like, Yes, <laughs> I got them. I'm yeah. good. But then you get your girls and it's like a whole different world. Like that's a whole different day. world. Like whole boys different world. and girls are different. So like you know, you got to change your thought pattern, but, uh, you know, you wouldn't change in the world because it's, I don't know, something about the girls, they're just so precious and they're just precious. so loving and you just want to hug them and hold them and 
give them kisses and just tell them how much you love them all the time. And, yeah. Um, it, you know, uh, just seeing that just made me, you know, appreciate them even more, appreciate my kids even more. And, um, mm-hmm. just let you know, life is short and you never know when it's your time. And, um, you know, life, you know, we're all going to see death. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, I guess it's just, uh, you, you think that you're superheroes in your own eyes, like a Kobe Bryant or a Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, you just feel like, they're supposed to grow old. They're right. supposed to grow old. They're not supposed to die young because they're icons. But, you know, death doesn't have a, a face or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it's just tough. And I, I mean, um, mm. I, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of it's hard words because right. it's still unbelievable. Yeah, it's still unbelievable right and, now and, to and, think and, and that we are Kobe no Bryant owners really gone. for tomorrow's. <laughs> we no owners for tomorrow's, man. Uh, Yes, indeed, Big Gay James. Uh, man, mm-hmm. man, um, may he rest in the heaven, and also uh, Gigi uh, and Vanessa too. You know, um, mm-hmm. may may she have uh, uh, comfort and and somehow find strength to keep moving. Uh, and speaking of moving, uh, the Dallas Cowboys New Era. Mm-hmm. It that's the title of the day of, of the day. The Dallas Cowboys New Era? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Mm-hmm. Big game change. All of the situation that's going on right now as it relates to Cowboys sports and football talk and things like that. How do you feel about this uh, team and the, and the era and the direction that we're heading to? Well, without having, you know, won, won any games or anything like that with this mm-hmm. staff, I am impressed. I will, will say that I'm most excited about the defense. You know, I'm a defensive guy. I know you love defense mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it just seems like they really put a lot of energy into that defense as far as uh, the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards was a big one. I mean, you me and you talked about it. You sent me that message and said, hey, getting Edwards was huge. That was right. a slept on signing. And that was like a, a last second type of signing where we kind of scooped him in. Um, and, you know, he had a tour of duty already with the Cowboys. And he mm-hmm. coached when he had that win and he had Dexter Copeland. We saw what they mm-hmm. did, right. two undersized linebackers that were 100 tackle guys every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, they did their thing. And then to see what he did over in Minnesota with Barr and Hendricks, right. um, Kendricks, I mean, um, and he had that defense. I mean, we know that Minnesota defense. <laughs> right. was a good defense over there. You get what I'm saying? And he had them playing. So, um, and I really like Tom Sula. Mm-hmm. I really like Tom Sula. I don't know why I like Tom Sula so much, <laughs> but I just really, really do. I feel like he's that gr- grimy guy. Mm-hmm. And he said he likes some juicy, juicy. He likes juicy defensive, <laughs> juicy defensive tackles. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like him. He's just one of those guys that he's not that proper guy. He, he might curse in, in, in the press conference. He's mm-hmm. that gritty, grimy guy, and that's what I want. I want that gritty, grimy guy. And then to listen to Mike Nolan, he just had his interview yesterday with the Cowboys. Very professional mm-hmm. in how he was talking and how he's pre- presenting himself. And the thing he was talking about, look, we ain't worried about the scheme. I'm trying to get the best 11 players on the field. Oh, my goodness. You snatched you get me what right I'm out saying? of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> right out of my mouth. I ain't worried about mouth. the scheme. We get yes. the left best 11 players on the field. And, 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 and you know what? Talk is cheap. They all say that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? When you look <laughs> when you look at the track record, though, mm-hmm. I go with the track record. He he likes getting a lot of turnovers. Tom Sula liked getting sacks. You get what I'm saying? They were aggressive type defense. So that just really excites me. I also like the Al, Al Harris because he was an in-your-face type defensive back. And right. I think he will help the defensive backs in the back end as well. And uh even though Cat, they they just they just got in Rob Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they brought him in because, yeah, he doesn't have the head coaching experience, but what is he going to do? He's yep. a life coach, and he's here for the locker room. 
And, and let me and let me touch on this right quick. Uh, a lot of times people to fail to, to realize me. that uh, being able to identify with people, you see, goes a long way. We hear so many uh, people, uh, past players, to say they, that Jason Garrett don't identify with everyone. And it's not a mm -hmm. shade at Jason Garrett, but we're going to keep it 100 here. We don't have to have no PC talk around here. Let's be mm -hmm. real about it. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. that all of that nonsense, all of that crazy stuff, can go out the window now because this guy going to come in there and he's going to say, okay, hey, hold on, bro. What you doing, man? Hold up, man. Come come into my office right quick with all BS mm -hmm. aside. Man, you effing up. You see what I'm saying? Right, and, right. And, and almost <clears throat> next time we're going to do it, we're going to do it in front of everyone. But right now I'm giving you this pass right now, you see. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what I believe, you know, what's going to go on with that situation. Now when we, we go look at the other people, um, when you said that, Nolan said that he wants the best 11 that's out there. Mm -hmm. When he said that, I said, yes. Right. Yes, 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 because we should never allow a scheme to look at a player and say, ah, T.J. Watt, you don't fit our scheme. No, coaches elevate. Coaches are able to look at T.J. Watt and say, okay, you don't You're put your hand good. in the dirt. We'll fit you in there. We'll right. figure it out. Right. We'll that's what you do. When you, get a top, when you get a top – when you get a dog, you don't worry about where you're going to fit that yeah. dog. You just say, you know what? You're too good. We're going to make it work with you because you're just that good. And and just like you said, um, uh, we've missed out maybe on a few guys because they weren't the long, they weren't the certain length or, you know, they didn't have the long arms or, right. you know, they weren't six foot six coming off the defensive end. Now I feel like they're hopefully the approach is, you know what? We're getting players and we're getting playmakers. We want to have an aggressive playmaking type defense and the only way we can get it is getting these type players and even McCarthy said it said so we're going to get the best players we're going to get top players up in here right so when you hear that and then you don't I don't take it as face value because mm -hmm. I look at all that experience I think Bobby Belt may have put right. it on his Twitter or Dave Hellman I think it's a 168 years of experience wow with all the coaches involved <laughs> on the roster Opposed that's to what, a lot of experience, dog. It is. It is. It is. And, and and that that's what I like to see. That's a lot of experience. That's what, and that's I, what like. I love to see because mm -hmm. you feel better because they've been there and done that. You got guys that are already been head coaches, so they've seen it. It's like mm -hmm. the guys that are in on there on the roster right now, as far as the coaching, they've been there and done it, and they've seen it. So when they come into these new players, it's not going to be wide eye. What are we going to do? No, we already got a plan. What we're going to do now? You guys just need to follow this plan. You don't follow the plan, then maybe we won't have you, and we'll have to get get somebody else in here. Um, so that's what I like. And even as much as I like Gary Brown bringing mm -hmm. Skip Pete in, I I I want Ezekiel Elliott. Not saying he didn't train hard or nothing like that, because I ain't never doubting that about Ezekiel Elliott. Right. But I wanted him to get a little uncomfortable because he he it seemed like he was comfortable with Gary Brown. Yeah. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why he might not be there because we want to make it a little bit uncomfortable for you, make it not so easy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and let's see how you work with that. So. You know, and even Ezekiel says sometimes change is good, you know, and, um, you know, we got to move on. So I think it's brighter days ahead for the Cowboys, especially with experience. And I like going in with experienced staff. I'm glad they didn't go with the college route or with a college coach because it just would have been too much uncertainty in my eyes, um, him picking the staff. But you ain't never coaching the pros. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that experience is really going to carry the team. Um, and there's going to be good expectations. And I really like especially what they did on the defensive side of the ball and I listened to uh, Bones Fossil yesterday, wow. um, special mm -hmm. teams coach. I like him. Mm. Energetic. Yes. I, he, you can tell he's meticulous in what his work, and he really, really mm -hmm. 
is uh, uh, on the smaller parts. And not just that law. He was loving that the Cowboys, he was like, this is a dream job for me. Just like Mike McCarthy and just like Mike Nolan, them coming over to the Dallas Cowboys, they're saying, man, this is like a dream job. This is a job that, man, once I got knew I was going to coach for the Cowboys, man, that meant everything to me. So with that being said, when you got these guys who've been in the league a very long time and they're mm -hmm. saying, man, I'm glad I got on with the Cowboys. I like that because maybe they'll take it a step further, being making it even more personal for them as far as getting victories and getting the championship back in the Cowboys land. Yes, indeed. So uh, when you said that, it just goes back to this right here. This franchise, this organization, we should never, ever, ever, ever have an on-the-job training coaching staff again. We should never have people with shaky resumes. They should have some type of stones or some type of thing that they already earned or grained out there because this, this franchise, our expectations is too high. Maybe if we were the Jags, maybe if we were the Cleveland Browns or Cincinnati land, maybe you can go get a, a coach that you can say, okay, maybe he, we can, he can be around year four, year five, he'll be ready. No, 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 no. We should be, we should be in the playoff every year. That should be our expectations. Get to the playoff. The next part of the expectation, win playoff game. And then beyond that, we should look at this thing and say to ourselves with our collective minds and say, hey, it's time for us to be in the Super Bowl every year from there, on, from there I say. But we have to be able to establish that tone first. We have to be able to establish that. Definitely. And hey, ho, I got a $2 holla for Eastside Harold. You know what I think I love mm -hmm. about Eastside Harold? He talks yeah. so much trash, but still donates. I love you, dog. <laughs> I just want to tell you that. I got mad hopes. He says, don't get your hopes up. I definitely will get my hopes up, mm -hmm. Eastside. I will definitely get my hopes all the way up. I appreciate you for the donation, but I'm going to get my hopes up. You don't get your hopes over there with that Bill O'Brien and why you thinking about me. You better worry about Bill <laughs> O'Brien being your coach and your yeah. freaking GM, too. Yeah. Oh, y'all in <laughs> hella trouble, big dog over there. I'm sorry. You in a lot of trouble. I'm sorry. I should have never did that. But I definitely appreciate the donation. But just like you said, Law, expectations are different. Mm -hmm. You Like the Jaguars and things of that nature, maybe mm -hmm. they have certain expectations. But when you're the Cowboys, mm -hmm. the expectations are at the highest level. That's just the way it is. And so if your expectations are at the highest level, I feel like you have to get coaches to match that. You yes. just can't get the regular coaches to coach the Dallas Cowboys because there's higher expectations because people can talk all the trash they want about the Dallas Cowboys or how they ain't won a Super Bowl since VHS, this and this. But I always say this. <laughs> I like catch this. up. <laughs> VHS haven't won a Super Bowl since VHS. Hey, yeah, we ain't won a Super Bowl since VHS. <laughs> oh, I get it. Goodness. But uh, all them teams that still talk that trash, look how far y'all still away. Mm -hmm. Y'all still got to catch up. So y'all yeah. don't have those expectations because you ain't got five Super Bowls. Yes, indeed. You ain't Shut been up. to eight. Shout out, you to, what I'm saying? shout out to Natasha for joining the membership. I really appreciate you. Ooh, lady. I like that. Memberships yes, even better. Yes, yes, I like yes, that. Because yes. the membership, you can um you can help support the nation throughout the entire month, you basically. Because for one, you're going to get a, a personalized logo. And then for two, with your donations to help grow the nation, you supporting the nation by I'm being able to use these words now, forecast, you know, my budget, you see. 
So when we mm-hmm. get out to Oxnard, I can say, okay, I'm going to have this amount of remunerations to put aside for this particular trip. So I really appreciate you all that help support the nation in those causes. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Rod- Rod- Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Chuck Wiley, as well as Toby that's on the Facebook. I really appreciate you all for sharing there. And um, Big Game James, who you got shots out to, man? Oh, man, I got everybody up in here. Shout-outs mm-hmm. to Skywalker, my dog. Sky. What's up with you, big dog? Mm-hmm. Angel Rodriguez. I haven't talked to you in a while. Angel, what's up with you, my Cowboys family? Of course, they said they got a nice little interview with Rob Davis, so I'll definitely have to check that out later. Mm-hmm. Eastside Harold, my dog. What's up with you? Gambino, mm. David Pence, how you doing? Gambino. Uh, Love all you for jumping in. Uh, got some more people in there. Let me mm. see. Boothang, of course. You know how she do. Every y'all, all y'all watching, get in here and talk. Don't be quiet. <laughs> you don't be sitting in there being quiet and just watching. Get in here and talk, man. I need people to chat up in here. Fourteen and a half million dollars for a shutdown corner that wears thirty-one. That don't. He's not gonna give you that crack action as far as hits. He's not gonna cause fumbles. He's not gonna give you takeaways as it relates to ints. Would you make that move, Big Game James, or would you put that tender on him and see if anybody else will bite to that bait? Maybe a first and a I'm third. I'm putting the tender. I'm putting it. I'm putting the tender. I'm I'm putting tender all on him. Tender, tenderoni, tenderloin, tender, whatever. Put some salt on that and tenderize it up and put it in the oven and cook it up slow. Yeah, I'm tenderizing all that. Um, you know, like I said, we have been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, about hurry up and signing Dak, because I'm sure we'll talk about that. Hurry up and get Dak signed because you, there's no reason for you to wait. There really isn't. And then you can go ahead and attack Amari and then Byron. And here's the thing. If you get the two tenders because of the CBA agreement, you can franchise um, uh, Amari and then you can transition um, uh, Byron. And then mm-hmm. if you can get those two picks, uh, a couple picks for it, like you said, somebody take the bait because you don't want to just lose him for nothing. Right. You don't want him just to walk to a different team and say, well, dang, because this is what I was talking about. Everybody's like, all right, man, get rid of Byron Jones. He don't get interceptions, <laughs> blah, blah. Okay, so we get rid of him. We're starting Jordan Lewis and Chido- Chidobe. That, that that makes you feel good. I love Jordan. But like right. I said, and then we got unproven guys behind him. You got Westry, uh, Alumba. Mm-hmm. Those guys are unproven. Who else you have on the roster? Um, uh, CJ Goodwin. Are those guys any that makes you feel good about yourself? And then if you draft a corner, like I said, cornerbacks in the draft to me are mm-hmm. are, 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 are I don't trust them. Fickle, I don't trust fickle, them. Fickle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, receivers, maybe running backs that come into the league, I think it's easier for them. But when you're a defensive back and you're coming into the NFL, I think it's harder to transition. So I don't put my weight in a corner. We saw, and I'm not going to say everybody's going to do this, but we saw when they did Morris Claiborne, they put all that stock into him. What happened? He, he wasn't a, he wasn't good with us. He was like a, a bus. He was a flop. So I have a little bit more concern with the cornerback. You draft him high, and you're putting all that expectation on him because you don't know if you're going to get that result where if you had a receiver or a running back and things of that nature because it's easier for them to transition. So if you lose Byron Jones, like I said, you better have a plan. You so it's better. best that you transition or put a tag on him and see if you can get something for him because if you lose him and you get something for him, it lessens that blow for you. 
Yes, indeed. So <clears throat> with the 17 pick, if the Cowboys go get a Christian Fulton or if they go find a way, if Trayvon Diggs fall in the second, and I guarantee you he won't, uh, he's going to be a guy that probably go in the first two. Uh, he's six foot two, 207 pounds. C.J. Henderson, the Jeff Gladney, and A.J. Terrell, all of these guys got big old question marks on them, you see. Outside of mm-hmm. probably Jeff Gladney, uh, I would say um, – Maybe Jalen Johnson. Those boys can hit. But even Jeffrey Okuda, you know, shout out to Grand Perry, a local kid. You probably know him from Ohio State. Six foot one, mm-hmm. 200 pounds. Got oily hips. Yeah, I'm talking about quick transition into his back pedal and stance and all of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But what's his big liability? The brother can't tackle. You see what I'm saying? He like to get beside you and drag you down. Yes, he'll aim at your feet or what have you. But there's so many big, big old red flags on all of these cornerbacks. There's nobody that you can really say to yourself, we're going to be better as a team collectively if we go out there with the 17th pick and draft a cornerback. You just don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yes. They wanted this person is going to be better than a Byron Jones or dare I say a Jalen. Uh, right. Uh, 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 what's my guy name? Uh, uh, jo- Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis. Right. He ain't going to be better than those guys. They won. Right. And and that's that's what I'm saying. So if you're going like uh, with the 17th pick and then we have a 50th, I can't remember the exact number in the 50s, but we have those two 51st, picks. 51st, I believe. You we still have, have 17th to 51st. 51st and the 82. I think that's so in I those within those first three picks, I think they are going to still draft a corner. I just my opinion, I think they still will get a corner in those first three rounds. Mm-hmm. I think this should be a defensive heavy uh, draft, and then possibly on the offensive side, you look at tight end and receiver. You definitely want to grab another receiver because um, there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. But as you said, it's really hard to trust, uh, you know, a Fulton or uh, a Diggs. Yes, they look really good. Yes, they look really good. Yes, but. That's in college. We don't know in the pros. And you know what you have in a Byron Jones. And what were everybody crying about? Everybody was like, man, move him from safety. Move him from safety. Play him (laughs) at corner. Play him at corner. Well, they moved him from safety and they moved him to corner. And what has he done? He's been a great cornerback for the next two years. I mean, the last two years. So I just don't want to throw that away and say, let's just go ahead and get rid of him. Because if you're going to do that, let's put something over top of him and at least try to get something back because I hate to lose a player like that Mm -hmm. and we get nothing in return because that just seems like a waste to me. Mm. So, you know, I already know I'm in the mindset with this. Uh, are you get, are you paying them? Are you paying them? <sighs> I, I'm, I'm putting that tag on them too. Because <laughs> putting that tag on them. I'm putting that tag that, that or that, that tender that that, that, that tenderoni. You know, tenderoni. Put that tenderoni on them. <laughs> Tenderation for the nation, baby. <laughs> tenderoni, baby. Put yes. it on them. Yes, yes, but um, I, I like Byron Jones. Everybody know that he was he was the guy I was always sitting there saying, "Hey, move him to cornerback, move him to cornerback." I, I like him though. You know, he don't get the turnovers and takeaways, and one can argue. But too, how do how do we know we don't? He might not get the turnovers in this scheme. There I you mean, go. That's what I'm saying. They put that one he, year tag on him, man. I mean, he Let's had. See. He had like, I mean, he wasn't a super playmaker at UConn, but he had about eight career interceptions. He was able to pick the ball out the air. So how do we know with the new scheme that he doesn't get interceptions? So we don't know because of this new scheme. So maybe things might change because a lot of people were complaining about the scheme, right? A lot of people were saying, man, that scheme is old, this and this and this. Maybe he might be able to do it in the new scheme with Nolan because they're all about turnovers. So I would at least like to see him under this staff at least one more year um, if you could figure it out. 
I would really like to have it because I really don't want to go with the uncertainty of rookie cornerbacks and with the, the guys we have back there. Because if one of those guys hurt, Jordan or Cheeto, then you're really – the cupboard is really bare unless you're really going to draft a lot of corners, and I don't see them doing that this year. And, and let me say this too, though, you know, speaking of scheme, I'm not going to let this brother off the hook. I'm not going to let our free safety off the hook because a lot of times Byron Jones was right there batting the ball away. It's bouncing in the air for crying out loud. And, the, and, the, and this free safety is looking at it like, oh, what to do with that? You see what I'm saying? Ball bouncing off. Like, is this a professional volleyball team? So maybe, just maybe, and I'm not trying to throw any shade at my brother Xavier Woods because you already know how we've been fighting for him to be out there on the field as well. But maybe they can look at it and say, okay, uh, Antoine, uh, was it Antoine Winfield out there? A Kyle Duggar, mm-hmm. a Brandon Jones, mm-hmm. a Jeremy mm-hmm. Chin. There I say a Kayvon Wallace. I like, I like, I like Jeremy Chin. I like mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin. He's one of the guys I've been liking. He's a big corn, a big six safety, foot three. Six three, 217, yeah. 217 pounds solid. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to see if he could transition because you know he played at a smaller school. They wanted to see if he could guard these guys that are playing at bigger schools. If he was athletic enough, because you know when you see a lot of the safeties mm-hmm. that are six three, six four. One of the knocks, they quickly get on him. Well, he's big and he's strong, but mm-hmm. is, is he athletic enough to play the safety position? Can he open his hips? Can he turn? Mm-hmm. Can he break down and guard uh, uh, tight ends? Can he hit guys in a slot? You know, can he cover guys in space? Can he make tackles in space? Those are a lot of questions that come with those big guys at safety. Mm-hmm. But from all accounts, he looked good in the uh, senior bowl, yeah. had a pretty good senior bowl game. So Break, break, I, break I like that down. Jeremy break Chen. that down for me, man, the senior bowl, man. Who all you love, man? Go ahead with the Jeremy Chan. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, if you're really talking about the senior bowl, hey, ho, oh. we got a 99 cent holler for young Wilson. I appreciate you, big dog. I love appreciate you for it. it. Hey, ho, donation. 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 Yes. donation. <laughs> got to grow the nation. Keep on popping them and keep yes. on sending them through. I know y'all got yes. more than that. But guys that were kind of – Sticking out to me, uh, Neville, Nell, Neville Gallimore mm-hmm. from Oklahoma, defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon Hamilton, uh, Howe State. I'm trying to get him on the interview as well, so make sure y'all check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Not just him, uh, but uh, Harrison from uh, Ohio State. Well, he was a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Trying to get both of them since they're both Columbus, Ohio guys. Harrison yeah. went to Wanna Ridge out here and – um, Devon Hamilton actually went to Taco Charlton's high school out here, Pickerton mm. Central. So I'm trying to line up those two interviews. Right. So make sure y'all keep on that. Um, but I, I like I like those. I like Devon Hamilton because he's a big boy. And really, you see a lot of defensive guys that come from Ohio State mm-hmm. as far as defensive ends and defensive linemen. They really do good in the NFL, even if they're not high draft picks, even if they're like mm-hmm. fourth or fifth rounders. They usually are steady in the league and and, right. and stay long in the league. So and. Hamilton's like 320-something pounds at six Mm -hmm. foot four. That's a good size, and he was playing really good in that game. He was commanding a lot of double teams, and he was penetrating the gap along with uh, Gallimore. And Gallimore was quick off the ball, and I watched him Mm -hmm. all practice. Explosive, quick off the ball. He lost weight from last year. He said that was one of the things he wanted to do, lose weight so he could be faster, and you've seen it show up. Also, another guy – because I really like the North squad. The South squad, I know we got Ken Law, but they didn't really impress oh, me a lot. That nah. South offensive line was trash. That trash, South offensive yeah. line was trash. Couldn't really – couldn't <laughs> but, get a true um, evaluation out of that. <laughs> man, oh, my oh, gosh, I, because they were getting murdered. The cat from Michigan, he mm. looks good. What's his name? Uche. U- Uche. Uche, I think. I think that's yeah. his name. And then Brad uh, – was it Bradley Anase from uh, – I think is it New Mexico? <laughs> you, you Coming off that edge. 
I'm gonna murder Six foot some five. <laughs> he uh had 13 sacks last year up in Utah, I believe. One is in New Mexico or Utah, one of those two teams. Mm-hmm. But when I watched some of his tape, he didn't dominate, dominate, but he looked a little stiff. But you know, when he got in that senior ball, he looked all world. But when mm-hmm. I looked at them all offensive tackles, they were kind of trashy. You know what I'm saying? So I seen those two guys were coming off the edge. Also, like I said, Jeremy Chin was somebody I was looking at. He didn't have the greatest game, but I do mm-hmm. like this cornerback, Dane Jackson from Pittsburgh. Jackson. I like yeah. him. Also, Darnay uh, Holmes, 5'10 cornerback uh, from UCLA. I liked him. Yeah, hey, hey, um, hey before, also, you, before, you, before you go a little bit further, hey, Cowboy Nation, y'all write those names down, man. I'm telling you, man. Big Game James been doing his scouting report, so y'all write those names down. And if you guys have somebody, put it in the comment box, too, to help us out. And shout-out to Young Wilson for making a donation to help grow the nation with the 99 on your that's mind, what holla. We that's what I'm do. talking about. And Jet D. 99, holla, holla. Yeah, Jet D. holla, holla. Hey, <laughs> oh, we appreciate too, you. We really, really hey, appreciate ho. you. Talking about baby beards. Shout out to the baby beards out there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's going, it's growing yes, though. You know, it's growing. By by yeah, Oxnard, it'll be ready. <laughs> right. It's gonna be full and thick. Yes, and also yes. another player that was uh kind of Jason Strobridge from North Carolina mm-hmm. defensive end. He's been talked about a lot. And one thing I noticed if you looked at North Carolina, they have a lot of good defensive ends that come have been coming out in the NFL lately. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know how dominant he's going to be because right. he did get a little bit locked up in practice, but he has good hand hand usage, quick off the edge, pretty good strength, good size. So I like to see what he's going to do. Um, so those kind of guys, I was kind of looking at Jeremy Chan is another guy that I was looking at. There's a uh, a cornerback from Iowa. Gosh, I can't remember his name. So many of these names. It's Michael, I believe. I can't say the last name. But remember, check it, keep an eye on him from Iowa. He's a mm-hmm. six-foot-one cornerback as well. Big Ten cornerbacks are pretty good in the NFL, um, so I, I like the way he was playing. So those are some of the guys I was kind of noticing, um, and we'll, we'll kind of see when it gets closer to the right. uh, combine uh, because I want to see how these guys' numbers look, not just with them playing on the field as well. Yes, indeed. And then, a lot, of, like you said, a lot of this stuff is going to change, man. Once that uh, combine come out, is somebody just going to measure out, out the roof. And uh, even at the defensive uh, interior, you know, a lot of people not even mentioned Raekwon Davis. You see what I'm saying? I have you said that man's name. Six, right, right. six foot seven, 315 to right. 320 pounds. You see? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that inside? You see? That's going to pass up the passing lanes, clog up everything. And uh, we was talking about what? D-Law having issues getting off a double team and triple team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try to d- double team. Okay. You put somebody well, in there six foot seven. You can't. Look, 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 big game, Jane. You can't coach height. <laughs> no, you can't coach Hyde, and I think that's when the Cowboys' defense kind of fell off a little bit when they lost David Irvin. I'm going to keep saying it mm-hmm. again and again and again. The defense was nice. I mean, we we had a pretty good defense the last couple of years, but when they when we really lost or the Cowboys lost David Irvin, it was a big hole because, mm-hmm. man, David Irvin, he was good. If he would have kept his head together and really loved football, he could have been dominant and dynamic. Do you know how much better he made our team just with a Everything. six foot seven defensive tackle? You can slide him out at the end. You can slide him out at the three tech. That is huge. I think that's why a lot of people like Ken Law because he's a he's a solid six foot six, yeah. and that's why I like mm-hmm. him. I mean, even when we talked in free agency, I had brought up Jordan Phillips from Buffalo. He's mm-hmm. six foot six, three hundred forty pounds. I mm-hmm. like that. 
I like a big boy that's six foot six, six five in that middle uh, because mm. number one, you mm. got that size. We had talked about uh, um, me and Skywalker still had talked about this on the show uh, last mm. week. Remember the Jacksonville Jaguars when they had Marcus Stroud and John Henderson? Mm. Why yeah. was that Jacksonville interior so nice? Henderson was six six. Marcus Stroud was like six seven. They yeah. were animals in that middle, and it's hard to run on some big boys like that, and they know what they're doing. So oh I like goodness. to see a big guy. I love fat boys right now. Fat, I love the fat go boys. Go ahead. Fat boys fat are back. Fat boys are back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that can never be whack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if we can't get a fat boy, let's get a big, tall boy. Yes, and then here's why it's so important, Cowboy Nation. Uh, when you have somebody six foot six, six foot seven, we already know the edge is going to be collapsed anyway. That is what D-Law does, right? And I think that they're mm-hmm. going to sign Robert Quinn back. They'd be foolish to let him go, regardless of the scheme that we run. Do you think they're going to be able to afford him, though? I think so. I think so. Uh, a shout-out to so? Calvin Williamson, man, for the 1999 to stay on my mind, holla, baby. Hey, hey 1999, ho. hey, ho. And then Doomsday like Messiah comes by with 1960 with the 499, holla. Woo. Let's go, Big D. I'm geek for a new era of football. It's about damn time. But yes. that 1999, holla, I like that one. Yes, Woo-hoo. indeed, boy. 1999 was a good year, too. <laughs> Shout out 1999. to 1999. Thought the world was going to end, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you was making sure, Did you have your lights on, making sure them <laughs> lights didn't go out on your Y2K? I did. I was sitting there looking at the lights. <laughs> looking at the uh, microwave lights. Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Them lights are still on. We still yeah. here, 2K. Let, let, let me throw this uh this shark in the water right quick. Let me throw this. Throw out. it in there. Throw a whole bunch of meat in there, too. At, at the 17th pick. If Ooh, the Cowboys tough. stay true to their board and they have Justin Huber still out there available, Ooh. do you make that deal for a six foot six, two hundred and thirty pound quarterback? That's and hard. They, they got some legs, they can run. That's hard. They pretty sharp in the senior bowl. What would you do? What would be your play at that? See why you do that to me. Mm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. You know how why you do, do that it. though? Yeah, you, hey. why you do it? It's my uh, guy named TJ Eater, I think. Either. He he put that on my Twitter law. Mm. He said, "What would you think about getting rid of Dak and then bringing in, you know, a, a Justin Hubert or having him come off the bench? One of those things." He's basically like, "Get rid of Dak, get Hubert, and what would you think about that?" And I just mm. sat there was like, "Eh, I ain't really trying to start over, but man, I think that kid's gonna be good, dog. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good, law." Yeah, he, <laughs> 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 hey, 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 we passed up on Lamar. Oh you know, we went and got LVE. Man, I, Lamar was sitting there like, uh, I, I'm gonna on, be bro. honest with you, Law. That that would be hard to pass up, Law. I'll be I'll be straight mm. up with you. That would be very hard to pass up if if he if Herbert's there. I might pull the trigger. You pull the trigger, even if you get them and then hold them, hold them hostage and, and try to make a deal out of it. You see, <laughs> I mean, yeah. something. But I mean, that that kid, I think he's going to be good, man. I, I really do. And he came back from school. He lost weight. He was like up to 240 some pounds. Right. He got slimmer. He looked good in that senior bowl. He had a pretty good year. I mean, he had good last few years at Oregon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks the part. Good, strong arm, big size. That that what would you do? Because that would be very, very, very hard to pass up. I love Dak, but that's hard to pass up a quarterback like that as well. You you know Jimmy Johnson loved Steve Wash. He loved him. Hmm. He loved him, right? Hmm. He did, didn't he? Hmm. But hmm. he was like, man, Troy Aikman is my dog right now. You see, 
So uh, <clears throat> my thing is, and this is just us objectively speaking, Cowboy Nation. Not saying that uh, I know people gonna be like, "Look, Law, see, 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 see." Law talking about. I knew Lee. you didn't like Dak. I, I knew you, you didn't like that. It ain't, it ain't nothing about liking Dak, but you got a really good quarterback sitting right there. Or you stay true, on, to, or you stand true to your board. You see, yeah, I mean, like, are you gonna board. sit there and say pass him, and you, you don't get to say? I get it, but that's a, that's. That's a good quarterback e e right there. Even if Jordan Love is out there in the second, would you just mm. sit there and say, okay, if he's top on your board, it's the second round or what have you, he's still out there. Would you just sit there and say, ah, you know, we're going to go where our team need. We're going to pass up on Jordan Love. Not saying that Jordan Love is a guy that we should be targeting too, but what I'm saying is collectively speaking. We need a backup quarterback at least right now. You feel me? Cooper, Cooper Rush ain't it. Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush, whatever, he ain't it. Okay, you said it yourself. We saw him in preseason, but he's just not it. Like, come mm -hmm. on. Did he get drafted? There's a reason why you didn't get drafted, okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody's hating on Cooper Rush, but there's a reason why you didn't get drafted. You're not going to win NFL games. And if they cut Cooper Rush, I don't know if he's going to be on an NFL roster or if he's not definitely not going to be a starter. He's not ever going to be a starter in this league, a full 16 game. That's not going to happen. He doesn't have that in him. So I think the Cowboys need to address the backup quarterback position. And if it's in the draft or a free agent or, uh, uh, you know, a veteran, mm. I mean, they need to look at it. And if yeah. Herbert was there, I would seriously yeah. look at that. I don't know if I would pull the trigger. It would be hard not to. That would be one of those things where you have, oh, you Cowboys have eight minutes on the clock. That whole eight minutes is going down, dog going down shout out to <laughs> david man uh usana i think that's how you say your last name really appreciate you for the 499 that stay on my mind holla baby 499 holla holla he says uh henry ruggs mm, the freak speedster <sighs> it just seemed like no let me just speak on this right quick big game we can get a we can get a receiver i feel that there's a Fast receivers, but you you can tell me you can't tell me law that they can't find a receiver in the third or fourth round but or bruh, fourth or fifth. There's so many of them. It's not just that. It just seemed like to me, just to me, every mm -hmm. time we get a speedster, it just they never pan like out. They never panned out. They never they, pan they out. Remember John Vay? We were we were we were geeked up about oh John Vay last year with that speed, yeah. and what he couldn't catch the ball to save his life. Then he got hurt. You get what I'm saying? Everybody was like John Vay Johnson. We're, he was a darling. 4-2 speed. We were all waiting to see it. And guess what? He didn't even get on the squad. You know what I mean? Every time we get a speedster, just like you say, Law, they never seem to turn out. You get what I mean? So, yeah, but that Trayvon doesn't say you don't. Gave us a little bit, but it was. But he wasn't. Year, he wasn't yeah. catching the ball. We weren't really giving him the ball. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And he don't. He don't even need to be back on the roster. I mean, you get what I'm saying? He made a. He made out like a bandit the last two years with the Cowboys, collecting like six million dollars, and you barely paid. <laughs> But so that, Henry, that, that Henry Ruggs, though, man, he's so nasty. fast, man. I'm thinking like, nasty. whenever I see Tyreek Hill, I said, man, this guy is just created in a lab, you see. And not mm -hmm. just Tyreek Hill is fast like that. He's built right, you see. He's built mm -hmm. right, and he as as the as the draft uh, uh, guy says on my little scouting report, he's thickly built. You see, uh, Henry but, Ruggs is is not built like him though. He, he mm -hmm. Henry Ruggs is is a slender guy, kind of puts you in the mind of a Tavion. You see, mm -hmm. but 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 faster and quicker and elusive and all of those things. But I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't want him to go to the Eagles, and I'm not trying to make this an Eagles show, you say? Right, right. <laughs> but I know for sure speed kills, and when you can have two tight ends that can run vertically up the field and you throw in a Henry Ruggs, that will be fantastic for the Eagles because that, that would just be nasty. But for the Cowboys, I don't know, man. 
Well, just like uh, mm-hmm. Stevie Mac 23 says on here, he said Devin Smith looks good. I mean, that's what I mean. We got a yeah. speedster with Devin Smith, yeah. but why don't we play him? He's I mean, Devin Smith is not crazy old. It looked like he got past his little injury bug that he had um, and he didn't even get to play. But mm-hmm. that could have been indicative of the coaching staff. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe he yeah. gets a second chance. Um, John Bay Johnson, you can look at him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just like I said, I think you can scoop a, a receiver in the fourth, yeah. fifth round. Devin du- uh, Duvernay from Texas. Mm-hmm. He's a speedster and he's got a stocky build and he can play multiple positions, much like a Randall Cobb. He's a speedster. But, but, but let me, Hill, let me throw really this out KJ there. Let, let me throw and this out there. We can scoop there. a KJ Hill. Talk to me. What about we go back to the watering hole, and uh, and I think they played on the same at the same time. The, the Chenault Junior. Uh, Lavisca, I think that's how you say the name. Yes, yes, Lavisca. Mm-hmm. Lavisca. Chenault Junior. Chenault. Chenault. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. messing up the name, but and but, isn't he a big boy? Six foot two, two twenty. I'm looking at it like, man, uh, the way my guy Michael Gallup run and the way he runs or what have you. Uh, jeez, did they went to the same school at the same time? Y'all let me know. Educate the nation, baby. Do you know Big Game James? I don't know about that one. Uh, I know he went to Colorado. They have to clarify that with me. Uh, but I just feel like you know what? We don't have to. Just my opinion. Now, one of those receivers that we've been talking about would be great in the first couple of rounds, but I just feel like you can snag a good guy in the in, fourth. In the later we round. don't. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to draft high for a receiver because it's deep. It's a deep, deep, deep class, and there's a lot of good receivers. Like uh, I think somebody mentioned Van Jefferson. He from Florida. He mm-hmm. had a good um, um, game um, as well. So there's just a lot of guys that are out there that you can pluck from. So I don't think you just have – that has to be a priority in those higher rounds. I think they still need to look at safety if it's not addressed in free agency. Of course, defensive tackle, just to add to it because, like I said, there's not a lot of guys that are signed on the line, defensive end or defensive tackle. So I think those – that has to really be heavily addressed because we have a lot of improvement. I think you mentioned it a couple of days ago on your show. We got a lot of improvement defensive ends. Um, yeah. Joe Jackson, we don't know what he is. We, we okay, don't Tristan know. Hill, we don't know. Okay, you, we, we people are calling the bus, but you don't know. Okay, that was his first year. Um, Doris Armstrong Jr., we saw him at training camp. We he looked really nice, good, but he uh-huh. didn't take the next step. Did you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's premium right now for you to get a Robert Quinn because opposite Demarcus Lawrence, you don't have anybody there that's you can say, Oh, we can rely on him, right? Right, and, and then on top of that, uh, big game, James, we got 20. Not 20, not 21, not 22, 26 free agency. So it's going to be a whole, like the title, it says Dallas Cowboys New Era. This is not going to be the 2019 Cowboys, regardless of how you look at it. No, not at all. And there's going to be people, there's going to be some hard cuts. I want to ask you about this because people have been talking about it. Tyrone Crawford, dog. Mm. People have been talking about Tyrone Crawford. What do you think about Tyrone Crawford? Are you bringing him back? Them hips, man. <laughs> His hips like a back, man. It's, it's, you know, you know when the old folks say, man, once them hips go out, man, they be having all mm-hmm. type of chairs with wheels on it, and mm-hmm. uh, be moving around uh, slowly. I don't know. And uh, you got to use your hips at that position. Uh, my thing is, it's eight million if we cut them before June first, I believe. Um, it may be one of those situations where it's 
the way we feel, because I know that he's a vocal leader of this team. I don't think that Mike and Tom Sula feel the same way, you see. They may look at it and say, okay, he always been a tweener. He played good when he get, got the weight up, right? But mm-hmm. we said, okay, hey, hey, man, can you lose some of that pounds again and, and put you on the outside again? So unless mm-hmm. he's eating now and drinking cartons of milk and he's going to be that big plug that's going to be able to squeeze into this new scheme because it's going to be two gap responsibilities. They may say, okay, we can run some variations of one, but they're going to run two gap, you see. That's what Tom Sula coaches. I don't think that I like Tyrone Crawford at a two gap at his size, dare I say. So this may be a business move where they say, Sarah I mean, I already told you y'all. I already told you, Law, how I felt about Tyron Crawford. No hate on the butcher, as the Marinelli called him. I don't have any hate on that, but you know, I just feel like your time is you, you, your time is up, in my opinion. Unless you do a Sean Lee, where you take a serious pay cut, right? A serious pay cut. But you know, I said Law last year when he got hurt, cut him, save that yep. eight million. You can use that, and what he got hurt, so you didn't even see him all last year. And he's about 30 years old, and he's had multiple injuries. Mm. He's had a – less, like you said, he's had a lot of injuries the last two or three years on his body. And I just mm. feel like, like you said, the staff could look at him like, hey, you was a great soldier. You was a good guy. We appreciate everything you did. But you know what? We're moving on. Mm. You get what I'm saying? We need this young blood. We need fresh blood. Now, I can understand you keeping him for that veteran because you don't have a lot of guys on the roster that are uh, – you know, that you can depend on and contracts are up. But I, I just feel like unless he takes a major pay cut, a major pay cut, where you're not costing the Dallas Cowboys any kind of money where it's hurting them, then yes. But um, if we're talking about he's trying to stay, because he's talking about maybe taking a pay cut, but if he's not doing that, you got to go, bro. Yeah, word on the street, they flipped a quarter to keep Leon Lett. They said, look, man, let's flip this quarter, man. And uh, Are you serious? <laughs> Shoot. They, they, they – clean house baby they clean up everybody you see so leon let was the only guy that stayed on the defensive side of the ball and then on top of that if you look at it kelly moore and, and nuxmeyer those are the mm-hmm. only three this crew mm-hmm. came in and said clean up clean up everybody, <laughs> everybody clean up i used to love, yes, I used to love yes. that my daughter loved oh, that song <laughs> i know I, I would my kids would be singing it clean up clean up everybody clean i'll be i'll be i'll be i wouldn't say it to them out loud but i'll be singing that humming it to myself like clean up clean up <laughs> it says yeah, no. uh shout out to toby man thank you for tuning in gallup went to colorado state though okay appreciate you for the information for the nation so two, mm-hmm. two different colorados i know i was wrong i I just saw Colorado, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but Chenault, man, uh, he, he is a bad boy. Um, I looked at his picture when I was doing this uh, evaluation for the nation, and I mm-hmm. said, "Man, it do look just like a woman." Man. <laughs> but neither. <laughs> just look up, look up his picture. <laughs> I am now boy. that you said it. I'm going straight to <laughs> said, the picture. Like as soon as we get off here, yeah, I might yeah. try to do it while we're on the show right look, now. Look like look one of the Wayans, the Marley Wayans, remember them <laughs> with dreads? I said. No, man. But the boy can ball, man. Shout out to uh, Chenault. I hope he don't come out there and get me. Uh, shout out to Jamal <laughs> Anderson. Shout out to you, Toby, again. And shout out to uh, Rodney Ellis and Sandra Love. Really appreciate you. Akeem. Akeem. 
Yes, yeah, indeed, man. big game, James. Man, so <clears throat> thinking about this uh, as we look at this um, this free agency, uh, my guy South of Heaven said actually it's going to be twenty nine free agency because uh, of the restrictions or what have you. I think three or four are restricted. Yeah, but we got a lot of guys who they're not going to keep. Right. I mean, a lot of these right. guys are French players, not mm-hmm. probably going <clears> to <throat> do a lot of impact. It's some major guys that we're talking about that that we're really looking at. Uh, but go ahead. What was you going to say about no, the free agency? No, 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 no. Somebody said too. LaShawn says, what about Daniel Wise? You think oh, yes. We forgot about Daniel Wise. Mm-hmm. Definitely forgot about him, and he was uh, he was moving and shaking in a pre- mm-hmm. training camp, but he didn't really get no work. He looked good in some preseason games too, so that could be a, that's another player that the Cowboys were really high on last mm-hmm. year. They were surprised he got undrafted and they scooped him. So I definitely think they're going to get him some work. That was a, and whoever said that, shout out to them. What was their name? Uh, Lashawn. What was their name, Law? Lashawn McCall. Lashawn, great. Yeah, great, great, uh, great pickup because I forgot all about Daniel Wise and I, I'm a, he was very impressive, um, in his short little time in training camp and preseason game. So I like to see what he can bring to the table too. But once again, mm-hmm. he's still unproven. Speaking of unproven, um, we, we have a, a jaw win on the roster. Uh, we have big mm-hmm. old, big old red flags and reservations on Schultz because we haven't seen oh anything. And the one pass right. that he did ca- catch this last season, we're like, man, Jason Witten looked like he could run faster than that, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, he looked uh, like, look like Jason <laughs> Witten part two. Right, right, right. So you got the Bryce Hopkins of the world, the Hunter Bryan, the Cole Kimmett, you know, the Thaddeus Moss, the Jared Pickney. So who do you uh, pretty much, or, or you have anybody else in mind as relates to tight end play, who who do you have in mind? I will be honest. I am going to have to look at the tight end position. I I'll be honest. I've really been staying mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. I've been studying tackles. The uh, went over some linebackers today. Definitely cornerbacks, safeties. I've been really looking at them because defense is my thing. I've been very vocal. I know you know people are saying, oh, there's other tight ends better than him. Probably so. But mm-hmm. as soon as that is Moss before that he was is. even a, before he even declared going pro. I said on my Twitter, get Thaddeus Moss, get Thaddeus Moss. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about him is he's just not a pass catching tight end. He will stick his nose in there. He blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, he got what, over 40 catches this past season. Um, so mm-hmm. he can catch the ball. Um, and I think that'd be a great addition if you uh, lined him up with Schultz because like I, I'm not Schultz with Blake Jarwin because he does block and he can mm-hmm. catch. So he's a multifaceted tight end. He's just not a guy that's going to sit there and block all game. He's not a guy that can sit there and be a pass catcher. So I think that's going to help because you have multifaceted where Schultz is more like the dominant run blocker and uh, Blake Jarwin is the predominant pass catcher. And we know Blake Jarwin needs to work on his pass catching, but I would have to evaluate other tight ends. I don't know the other guys right now, so I'm not going to jump out and throw a name out when I ain't even studied him. But one thing, one person I did watch is Thaddeus Moss. I did go over his tape again. Mm -hmm. I do like him. And I think he can be had in later rounds. They've been talking about he's going to be a day two, possibly day three pick with all the tight ends that they have right now. Right. So if you can scoop him like in a fourth or fifth or maybe sixth mm-hmm. round, if it, if it happens, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean – that that would be something that we probably can squeeze out in those later rounds. Uh, now, although we did this last year, and I wasn't a fun, I wasn't really fond of it, we brought back Jason Witten for a cup of coffee, right? And we said that it's going to slow mm-hmm. down the process. Mm-hmm. I just watched the Pro Bowl. There was this other guy named Jerry Cook. I don't know if he's going to be a free agent. I think he will be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
would you bring him in for a cup of coffee and you will have him paired up with, uh, there I say, a drawing. Although, you know, uh, I think Cook will be familiar with the system and these sorts. How would you entertain it? Or Eric Ebron, I meant to say. What about him? Well, yeah, I've already been on the Eric Ebron train since 2017. Mm-hmm. I like Eric Ebron. The only problem with Eric Ebron, I think he's going to cost a lot of money. And I don't think the Cowboys should invest a lot of money in Eric Ebron, even though he is young. I think he's 20, still 27 years old, probably mm-hmm. going on 28. Didn't have the greatest year at Indianapolis his second year. Mm-hmm. First year was awesome because he had Aaron I, Andrew Luck. And then he yeah. had the the influx of, you know, Jacoby Brissett, you know, right, right. Uh, the up and down quarterback play. He has some drops, but I do like him. Um, but I just feel like he's going to cost a lot of money. Jared Cook. Will be a guy I would definitely um, bring in for a cup of coffee. See mm-hmm. what the numbers are looking like. See what you know. Work a mouse. See what you have left in the tank. He has a re- uh, relationship with uh, Mike McCarthy because he did play under him, so mm-hmm. they do have familiarity with him. So right. I definitely would look at it. He's a little bit older, but I think he still right. has something to offer in the NFL. Um, so I definitely would look at that. It really comes down to cost with these tight ends. If you're looking at any kind of free agent tight end, to me, it comes down to cost. What are you guys mm-hmm. trying to cost? If you cost a lot of money, if we do a one year, four million or right. something like that, cheap, cheap type deal. Great. But if you're trying to get two or three years in this big deal, now nah, we ain't going to do that. We'll just go on the draft and, and, and look at that because I just don't think they should put invest a lot of money when they got other people that they need to take care of at the tight end position where you can scoop one possibly in the um, draft. And you know what? Even though we don't know, which we really haven't, Blake Jarwin, because we haven't really seen it. Mm-hmm. But we look at just in the small sample, it looks like right. he's a player. I mean, right. he had a career high in catches and yards. Um, so, and that's in limited duty. That's only playing right. like thirty percent of the snaps. So, imagine if he's playing eighty percent of the snaps, like Jason Witten. I think mm-hmm. he's getting sixty catches. I think he can do it. I think he can get a 50, 50 catch season. I mean, he had thirty one, and you barely played. Mm. Dang, that's some good stuff, man. All right, so we we getting close to the end part, and I see that uh, everybody said that it's buffering a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Cowboy Nation, you guys know how this day go one day at a time, one movement at a time, brick by brick. We stack these things together. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we always try to give you guys the, the raw flavor. The, our shows are never scripted. You see, we just shoot from the hip. Me and Big Game J, we talk about something that we don't like. We love this, you see. You we feel love me? it. We flat out love you it, man. You feel me? Yes, indeed, man. So uh, <clears throat> what you want to do, James? What you want to do, man? I, I, want you, I want you to tell me about Dak Prescott because you was talking. Yeah, I've got I to talk about that. Yeah, I want you to talk about Dak Prescott in particular because you made some good posts about four years of discount. You already did a discount four mm-hmm. years. And then you posted, I believe, Carson Wentz's numbers. Right. Um, talk, talk to me about what do you think about Dak Prescott, man? What do you, what do you, what do you ultimately think is going to happen? And do you feel good in signing him to a four-year deal and moving on him being our guy? Well, my thing is with Rain Dakota Prescott, and and, and here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> I always say this uh, quote from uh, Nietzsche, do not spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have because at one point in time, the thing that you do have was something that you dreamed for and longed mm-hmm. for. And mm-hmm. Dak Prescott exemplified and, and solidified all of the things I just said because of this right here. Dak Prescott is a guy that came into the system Supposed to sit back on the bench and grow and learn from Tony Romo. 
Now, when we look at his collective body of work, the kid only made $4.7 million. I said only casually because if somebody give me $4.7 million, I'll be, I'll be happy as all. Let's get out. Be but happy what, as hell. I'll, be, yes, I'll block the hell yes. out of y'all if y'all gave me $40 million. <laughs> Just give me the seven. I'll be okay. You know what I mean? Shoot, give me two. I'll block the hell out of you. Give me one, dog. I'll return yeah, yeah. punts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me that. Give me that. But on behalf of Dak Prescott, he outplayed his contract. So, the Cowboys, by them looking for a hometown or a home team or however you want to say it, discount, is laughable to me because of the fact that he, he it's already been given to you for four years. Shame mm-hmm. on you for allowing the coaching staff to be here. You see what I'm saying? Shame on you for not moving in the right direction as far as the free agency being a coy and sitting there saying, okay, we don't want to dig deep in the free agency because we want our guys. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you had the moment, you had to move. If you really wanted to go out there and get guys that make can diff- that can make a difference, you should have then. That time is up. Now it's time to pony up and pay up. So you go ahead and pay Dak Prescott. You got ninety to ninety four million dollars in reserve. That's enough money. And then on top of that, you can always play around with the salary cap as it relates to Tyron Smith and the other guys that's on that offensive line. Cause think about this big game, James. Let me know if I'm wrong, Cowboy Nation. Didn't Jalen Smith beg for his money? We didn't hear him crying and saying he's going to do this and do that. Did you hear mm-hmm. him for that? Mm-hmm. They, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't pay him, you see. He wasn't even asking for it. It was like he woke up one day, oh, clear eye view. Oh, you're going to give me $54 million or whatever it was? I'll take it. Oh, didn't we hear a cry or something like that from Lyle Collins? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. reach in their pocket real quick. Oh, let me just go ahead and pay Lyle Collins, you see. Right, right. You took care of everything but the main thing. Now, trust me, I believe this is just me. I believe that they didn't see they didn't see Ezekiel Elliott sitting out. They didn't they didn't expect him to say, Hey, I'm holding out sitting out. They didn't expect that. And it mm-hmm. probably hit them by surprise with the Ezekiel Elliott situation. Cause this should have been the year that Ezekiel Elliott sitting back saying, Hey, I'm gonna hold out for my eyes, you see. But you see what he did. He pressed him. He, he said, I'm not coming in. I don't care what you're doing. I'm not coming in. And he forced their hand. And what happened? They caved mm-hmm. and gave him his money. Mm-hmm. Marcus Lawrence said, I'm not getting the surgery done. You better figure it out. They caved and gave him his money. So mm-hmm. that's why I feel like Dak Prescott, I know he's the good soldier. And we all know that we all kind of have the feeling like Dak wouldn't do that or sit out because, right. I mean, he's already been talking glowingly of Mike McCarthy already. So you wouldn't see a Dak Prescott doing that. But in my opinion, if they don't really come to an agreement, you're going to have to do that and force their hand, Dak, and then mm-hmm. see what they're going to do. Like, you're going to have to because at the end of the day, like you said, you've already played on a discount for four years. Mm-hmm. Your numbers aren't trash. You haven't mm-hmm. had four years of trash numbers. You've had good numbers in those four years. Your numbers have played above your contract. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you should get rewarded. It's not Dak Prescott's fault that the Cowboys were playing around and didn't sign him a couple years ago when they could have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They could have signed up for less money. And what are they doing right now? They still sitting on their hands, waiting to see what's going on. And then while you got Patrick Mahomes and then you got Deshaun Watson out there sitting there about to get big pay, get they're about to get big money, dog. Big they're money. about to get big, big money. Mm. So why would you have to sit there and let them sign? And then you waiting for Dak because he's just going to say, I want more money. Mm-hmm. Stop playing around. You got the money to do it. They said the language is, that he likes the money, but right. I want shorter years. You've given if you look at Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, what deals did they sign? 
four-year deals. Four year. I'm sure that's what Dak wants to sell. So if I'm comparing him to them numbers and those players, he's every bit as good as them, so he should be able to get that money. And I, he's I, been the good soldier. I think that what he's don't he what he don't want to happen, big game, James, is him ending up signing that long contract. I think they probably put out six or seven year contract. He doesn't he, want to do that. You know that the that new doesn't make bargain sense. agreement. The, the new yeah. the new agreement is right here. Because they're because <laughs> yeah. they're, then they're gonna because then they're gonna have him for super cheap. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he's locked in. So if they don't do it for him, that's what's making me frustrated about Dallas. These other quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, uh, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. go look at their contracts. They're all four-year deals. Mm-hmm. So why are you going to make Dak Prescott on a six- or seven-year deal when all these other quarterbacks didn't do it? That don't seem right, dog. Yeah, yeah. And and, and people say, well, if, if it's not about the – it's about the money. Come on, Cowboys. It's about the money. It's always yeah. about the money. Yeah. It's, about it's always money. about the money. Yeah, you get what I, I'm saying? I, I tried to get this analogy earlier on my Instagram live feed. I said, look, man, people in this chat box, who, if, and I'm not talking about anybody that work at Walmart, but if you work at Walmart and you're getting paid 10 and a quarter, you see what I'm saying, an hour, and uh, somebody else make 15 and a quarter, and they, they do less work than you, you're going to be mad at them. You're going to sit there and say, hey. You're going to go to management yeah, and be like, management. what the hell is going on? I want to raise. I want to raise. You know, <laughs> I'm tired of getting 10 in action. You see what I'm saying? I want some of that 16 at I least. I mean, that's that's what me and you always talk about, Law. We mm-hmm. always make that comparison between me and you, and I think it's a very fair comparison because ask your own self, would you, if you put in, you keep on saying, Stephen Jones, mm-hmm. we need to land this plane with Dak Prescott, he's our top priority, then if that's the case, then sign him. You can do it tomorrow if you want it. So stop playing around and telling us in the media this is your guy because when you said Romo was a priority and this was your guy, you didn't give one to say, hey, Romo, take a team-friendly deal so we can make sure we continue to surround all kind of players around you. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. They didn't come at Tony Romo say, take a team-friendly deal for the team. (laughs) They didn't do that to him, and he was their franchise. So if you're saying this is your guy and this is your top priority, don't be coming at him making him take a deal either. He's played in every single game. And let me let me. He's been hurt. Mm -hmm. He's been hurt. He played. Uh, And let me just put this in context. We know that Carson Wentz, first-round draft pick, playing all the first-round, I guess, uh, contract, what have you. But when you look at everything, Cowboy Nation, when you look at everything and you say to yourself, wait a minute, in four years, this man made $39 million as it relates to NFL contract. Dak Prescott played, played and only made $4 million, 4.7. Don't want to shortchange the brother. $4.7 million, you see. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the same. And, and, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, law, you can't compare the two. But when you say somebody is worth and value something, Think about the bargain that we got because Carson Wentz, as good as he is for and all those people out there. And he's been hurt. And he's been hurt. Availability is the best ability, right? <laughs> right. I mean, what we were crying about Sean Lee. Right. We love Sean Lee, but we love guess him. what? He always hurt. So we got to move on. <laughs> Everybody was saying that. And when you're hurt, you're getting that paid, that money, but you ain't playing. And mm-hmm. one of, like you said, one of the reasons why you get that contract is because you're available. Okay, you're going to play in games Mm -hmm. and every single year. It's like he can't make it out of season without being hurt. But yet Mm -hmm. he's getting paid, what, thirty two, thirty three million dollars. And what has he done? Hey, and this is what I got to bring up, too. 
I, I hear so many people from the Cowboys land and Eagles fan. Well, when the game counted the most. Oh, uh, shut the hell he, up. You know, he, they, Dak Prescott lost, you see what I'm saying? But I looked back and I said, wait a minute, they won and won. And then on the head-to-head deal, Dak Prescott is beating was out one, the guy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? We had right. won four straight against them dudes. Right. So now they're going to talk about when it counted the most. No, it's not when it counted the most. It wasn't just Dak Prescott. Yes, he didn't play the best game, but mm-hmm. the team didn't play the best game. The defense didn't stop a bunch of practice squad players. <laughs> right. That's Dak Prescott's fault, right. that the defense couldn't stop practice squad players. Right. Carson Wentz throws for over 300 yards with practice squad players. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear it. And, and, and here, here's the irony of it all. The team that they lost to in the playoffs, was the exact same team that Dak Prescott beat the pri- the previous year. I don't want to hear about, well, they wasn't healthy, Carson Wentz couldn't stay into the game and these sorts of things. Didn't you see how Dak Prescott got folded up when he went for that third and whatever? Man, His knee he got and everything smashed. Got, got smashed almost. So Still kept playing. Still kept playing, although we kind of lost to the L.A. Rams team. But, the good but, thing it, but here's it, the thing, yeah, and here's the thing. Ahead. Dak never makes any excuse. Never, never. He never makes the excuse. Never. Mm. I mean, yeah. I just feel like the Cowboys are playing around and they need to stop. If you're going, mm-hmm. this is my thing. If he's your guy, sign him. If he's not your guy, move on. <laughs> stop playing the back and forth game. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I was listening to Justin. Let me see what he says right here. Justin Quarles. Um, he says right on here, Irvin says that he believes – this is what Michael Irvin says. He believes Jerry Jones has offered a good contract, but Dak's agent like their name in the media and are trying to squeeze every dime. I mean, every agent is going to do that. I mean, that's their job. I mean, that's why you hire agents to get every freaking dollar you can. That's their job. They're going to do that. That's what they do. A lot right. of people – that's why the – NFL teams don't like agents. Right. They like to get good relationships <laughs> with agents, but a lot of them don't like the agents because yeah. they all do the same thing. So it's not like this is unheard of. This is the first agent that tries to squeeze the uh, the ownership for money. They all do it. That's what DeMarcus Lawrence or agent did. He <laughs> he told he he told Stephen Jones. He said he called his agent and said, "Hey man, stop playing around, dog. I I you you're going too far with this. We'll ask for too much money. Get this money that we need to sign so I can get into camp." So Agents, that's their job. They're going to try to get every dollar that they can. But at the end of the day, they were saying they were okay with the dollar amount. It's the years. That's what I keep on hearing. It's the years. So if the Cowboys are steady on six and seven years, I'm not playing that game. If you got these other guys that are in four-year deals, then you need to give me the same type of deal too and revisit this later in about four years. And, and, it, and this is why it would never, it would never uh, equate to that because they don't know what that new salary cap is going to be or whatever that margin or that number going to be at this point. So that's why it's always spinning the, you know, spinning the circle around. And this new collective bargain agreement, they got to let that thing play out too. So this is always going to be in the news. It's always going to have those fickle fans that come out and say, well, you see, you see, you see, they don't trust Dak, you see. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case nor the scenario. And, um, uh, uh, when we look at the money side of it, you know, Dak, Dak, he's going to get paid eventually. But it's just this thing that's going to be drawn and dragged out through the news. Just like we knew Ezekiel Elliott was going to get paid eventually. But mm-hmm. um, they, they they kept on drawing it out. And then Zeke agent mm-hmm. got all butthurt about when uh, Jerry Jones said, Zeke who, you see. 
trying right. to make that a Nationals deal. We don't see. we don't appreciate that disrespect, <laughs> man. Shut up. Shut up. This, this, <laughs> shut up, dog. This man, really, you that sensitive? You're a grown man, and you talking about we don't appreciate him disrespecting Ezekiel. Man, shut the hell up. He's been. Uh, <laughs> we we don't appreciate the disrespect. Uh, 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 do you remember Jerry Jones standing by Ezekiel Elliott's side through all that dumb crap? I think you need to be quiet, Agent, because he's more than stood by to Ezekiel Elliott through his silly crap. So I don't really want to hear the agent talking about, oh, we don't like that disrespect, man. What He he, he fought for him and, and helped pay his stuff, take care of him. I don't want to hear that crap, man. Yes, indeed. This is what agents do. If you guys are going out there to buy a house, your agent, and you tell your agent, I want a house with a good school district. I want to have low crime rate. I want to have this and I want to have that. That that agent is going to go out there, and then you said, "Okay, I've been pre-approved for this amount of money." That agent, and you're paying. Remember, we're yeah. you're paying yeah. that agent. That agent ain't free. <laughs> that agent ain't gonna go out there and find you a little shack. You know what I'm saying? Hey. But you know they can know they can get you in a three bedroom or four in a mansion or what have you. So, and if they uh, know they can finesse yeah. somebody, yeah. they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's their job. Finessing. Finesse. That's yeah. what they do. Finesse the nation, baby. Finesse the nation. And then on top of that, they just can't give you anything because they got to represent the next person the next mm-hmm. year or the same and then and not just that is that people look at the contracts if you have that agent he's signing a good contract guess what that brings him more players so mm-hmm. it's 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 kind kind of give and take thing uh but at the end of the day like i said i think you mentioned it and we mentioned it before if this is your guy right stop playing around and sign him if you keep on waiting oh we'll franchise him what the hell are you franchising him for you don't even need to franchise that right you really don't you don't because you really don't have to franchise him you really can just sign him and don't have to franchise him you can worry about those tags with other players you can really cowboys get this done and get it out the way there's nothing there's no roadblocks really stopping this if you really want to do it that's what i feel pandering yeah big game james what else good man on your mental man oh man just you know um i mean just Really, really, I'm really ready to get ready for this mm-hmm. uh, draft to combine. Mm-hmm. My, my, I really love to combine. I'm mad because I right. tried to get tickets and they were so freaking out, pissed off because mm-hmm. it is a free event. Um, free. I really like, mm-hmm. I, I really like watching the combine. It really helped me, Law, when mm-hmm. I went to the 2018 combine. Um, I got to see Michael Gallup. Uh, he was one of the guys I really liked. So really getting to see those guys up close. Right. Really getting to see them in the drills up close. You know, because me and you have talked about, I don't like looking at players through other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. I do respect them, and I will definitely post, but I like looking through my eyes as well. So, you know, I like getting those good, mm, instead of somebody saying, oh, well, this player was all this and all that. I didn't see him, so why is he going to say like that? He might not be like that to me, so I might not agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just because he's evaluated talent maybe 10 years, maybe longer than me, doesn't mean he's right. Because we can go back to a lot of publications that were dogging Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun right. Watson, Ooh, all these players yeah. that were saying that were going to be straight bust, and look at them. And these were guys that were putting uh, their scouting reports in magazines, right. and scouting yeah. reports <laughs> on paper, and just our scouting report. And your scouting report is all the hell wrong. So I don't want to mm-hmm. just look through your eyes when I got my own eyes. Pay now ten ninety nine for this amazing <laughs> scouting report by such and such. Jesus. Right, hell to the no, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Stuart Morrison, appreciate you, man, for the donation to help grow the nation. Four ninety nine on my mind. Four ninety nine, holla. Yes, yes, indeed. And not just stop here, man. 
go over there to Big Game James' page, man, and help support the nation there, Big Game Big Game James. Go to his page, Cowboy Nation. Really appreciate you all for tuning in. Big Game James, tell people, man, let them know what you're doing. Let them know where to follow you at and all this good stuff, man. Yeah, man, check me out on Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, and I just uh, announced on my Big Game James page, we have, me and you have been talking about it, but I'm about to create a Big Game James Mavericks right. page. Um, I'm yeah. not really trying to. I'm not really trying to jump on the train because you know the Mavericks are good. Mavericks always been my squad uh, since Derek Harper, Orlando Blackman, Mark Aguirre, James Donaldson, Roy Tarpley, a young Detlef Shrimp. Now I was watching them Mavericks back then when they was banging with them Lakers back when they had Kareem and Worthy and all them wow. guys. Um, but um, you know now that I've been in this bas- the football game, um, you know I'm back coaching. Um, you know uh, doing. Uh, announcing for high school basketball games and that passion is coming back. It's just really back. And I've always loved the game of basketball. I played it myself at a pretty good, pretty high level. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready to jump back in it. So I'll be creating this big game, James Mavs page. Um, I'm going to have it on Facebook, please. If you'd like to subscribe, going to go heavy Mavs. And, uh, you know, you just get my thoughts on the Mavericks, the state of NBA and, uh, you know, beyond. So, uh, you can definitely find me on all the platforms for Silver and Blue Nation, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. But please go out there and uh, support that big game James Mass page that's going to be popping because I'm going to be going hard on the basketball tip as well while we have a slow period in the football season. I think you're definitely going to like it. I, I will say this. I'm not bragging, but I do have a lot of good knowledge on the basketball tip. And I definitely think if you listen to what I have to bring on bring to the table on the basketball side i definitely think you're going to really enjoy it and really like it so get out there and subscribe yes indeed subscribe to them man and stop putting us in boxes cowboy nation you feel me you know we got a lot of knowledge in our heads man and uh just, look tomorrow is not promised to us so uh, let us let us be you know i've got beard tutorials out there you know i see them i looked at it i don't have a beard but it made me intrigued i i actually wanted to shave and said i want to get a beard because just the way he groomed it yeah man see what i'm talking about don't put us in no boxes man yes don't put us in a box we know a lot more than just cowboys football but you know we're cowboy deep cowboys fans but like you said we got other knowledge outside of uh you know nfl football i mean college football college right. basketball a lot of good things going on so uh like you said we're gonna when i jump on do the Mavs. law's gonna jump on it me and him yeah. are gonna talk Mavs basketball uh he you know he likes the lakers they've already had some good back and forth mm-hmm. with their games the Mavs and lakers and we can have a we can get it to where we can play a game on tv and do a, a um a game on tv like right. we were doing with the cowboys mm-hmm. um you know on sundays when we were doing our watch parties uh, we're going to probably jump in there and have some watch parties with some NBA basketball games and, and have us announce it. I'm, uh, yeah. I love doing announcing as well. So I definitely think you should be in store for, you know, Law Nation. You know how he does in all platforms. Uh, but definitely check us out on that basketball tip. I definitely think. And, and also go uh, subscribe to DDP. Mm-hmm. His Mavericks. Check him out. Mavericks, yeah. yeah, his Mavericks page is banging. He's got some good stuff over there. Dallas Prospect, he really got it banging over there as well. I jumped on a couple of his shows. He's got that good, deep intellectual knowledge yes, on the basketball indeed. tip. So please check that out as well. Every legend was once a prospect. Remember that, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So Cowboy Nation, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, both channels at LAWS Nation. Also, check out my website, LAWSNation.net. N-E-T. That's me, baby. 
mm-hmm. Black Planet, <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, baby. You know how this day go. Twitch and Twitter again. Follow me there, Cowboy Nation. Hit me up on Patreon, LAWS Nation. It's still the same there, Cowboy Nation. I'm on multiple pages. And when you when you type in Google, LAW Nation, you should yeah, you're gonna see seventeen thousand pages fall off. You type yes, in, yes, uh, yes, and iTunes. Google it, so he's there. He's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm everywhere, baby. That's all the time that we have for right now, man. That's my brother from another mother, Big Game James, man. And that's man. my brother from yeah. another mother too. Feel me? He just got yeah. beer game. I got goatee game. Goatee game, man. Big <laughs> game. All day, everything else remained the same with Big Game James. And remember, you all are listening in to nothing but the best. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Get that Super Bowl, baby. Ha. Super Bowl. Ha. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. 20. 20. 